BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports and information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 67 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky alongside my partner Jeff Blum out in La La Land, the Astros uh, Angels series. Um, birthday theme is gone, but I would be remiss if I didn't wish a very happy birthday to another Houston icon. Today, Calvin Murphy, 75 oh, nice. years young. Uh, he was one of my sports heroes growing up. I used to carry his basketball card around in my back pocket. And uh, I used to think it was really cool that his birthday and mine were two days apart. I still kind of do if I'm not. Happy birthday to you, too. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. I said, years later, I told him the story about carrying the card around. And he just looked at me and said, don't start that old shit. And then started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I can't wait till I reach that status. That's so He's so good. Three Houston sports icons and me all in one week. There you go. Not too shabby. So, how are you doing this morning? Blummer, who was your sports hero growing up? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Sports hero? That, that's a that's a good question. I know that I was a uh, Cal Ripken uh, guy, and it was only because, you know, I, I, I watched him play, but at the same time, I realized I was going to be one of those six foot three, six foot four shortstops, and he was one of the guys getting it done. So, I always kind of looked up to him and watched how he played, trying to emulate how he was able to play such an athletic position at such a large size. So, uh, Cal Ripken, if I had to answer one. Nice. That's a good yeah. one. You can't go wrong with the streak. No. I mean, you know, you Iron just Man. can't. Streak that won't ever be broken. I don't, I can, I can't even possibly imagine. Um, I will say no, today, as soon as, as, soon as they is, took away greenies, you knew that that streak was going to be intact for the rest <laughs> of its life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> today is nasty in Houston. Uh, it's dark like night here, pouring down rain. Uh, be thankful you're in SoCal. Uh, oh, yeah, it is it's just, uh, 72 and sunny. Uh, lovely. Hoping the power doesn't go out on me while we're doing this. That would suck. Um, you can find, I know it would be, it would be par for the course at this point. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Stitcher, of course, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and keep up with us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Astros. Uh, you can find me at Jeff Balky, Blummer at Blummer27, all over socials. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get updated when uh, new videos come out, like this afternoon. Uh, and thanks to everybody for giving us five stars on apple people continue to do it we love them for it oh love it so much uh it's it's great for us um and so thank you for that if you haven't just you know get on over there and mm, 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 just like that that's all you got to do it's that simple uh we do like to read your comments and questions here's one for you this morning 
why are the Astros suddenly inundated with outfielders? Oh my god! I feel like I feel like we were like we have no outfielders, and now we have like a hundred of them at our disposal. So yeah, we'll, we'll any, discuss that in a little bit. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it, it's so it's true just too. So weird. It's so weird. Seven of their top ten prospects outfielders. Anyway, it's like so. I guess so if we're, you're, we're if you're one some... of the 29 teams out there that desperately needs an outfielder, call us because we can use a <laughs> I pitcher. I was going to say you might want to pick up the phone because there's some guys available. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Before we get deep into this, let's do a quick injury update. Um, we we learned, I guess, yesterday or the day before that Jose Urquidy is going to be out until around the All Star break, which is just lovely, um, according to <laughs> Dan Dripping Brown. In sarcasm. Exactly. And then McCullers is pitching from the mound, which is something, but he's not going to be back at least for a month or more, um, which is, you know, again, lovely. And then we've got two pitchers in the minors and Forrest Whitley and Sean Rubin, who are injured. Oh, boy, you did it. You went there. You went there. (laughs) I don't want to be the bearer of rumor, but seems awfully coincidental. Conspicuous timing. It does that, uh, you know, France gets a call up and they don't. And suddenly, oh, my back. Oh, my yeah. liver. So, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. I just hope it's not a blown um, sputinator. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> are you ready? Is- yeah. Th- so, yeah, this is just a disclaimer. If your kids are listening, be aware. Mm. Your sputinator. Volume down. Yeah, your sputinator is the ligament, fictional ligament that connects your heart to your man parts. <laughs> and that was, if we, Blummer, if we saw is- guys going on the injured list for like kind of those weird, you're like, wait, what, why are you doing this? All, you know, you can't play on the day show. Hey, Otani's playing. You're like, Hey man, you're sputinator. Okay. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Dude. Yeah. Well, maybe there's sphincter tightened as well. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> odd timing on the whole thing. It was really weird. Sputinator is a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that around. Yeah, That's a that. solid. <laughs> I yeah, get get out there and trademark it the way uh Pat Riley patented three peat. Mm. Yeah, still raking it in. Yeah, Genius. Um also Parker Mashinsky has been shut down. He's nobody knows when he's gonna be back. So suddenly this four is it just me or did the 40 man roster feel weird? <laughs> like I was writing about yeah. this yesterday. It feels very strange. Like we just there's a bunch of guys who are either injured or out. There's a real weird imbalance. To it mm-hmm. in terms of you know the types of players we have. I mean, what, do we even have a second third baseman? I guess maybe JJ Medijevic can play some third, but it's it's weird. No, it is weird, and you know you got to go back to draft classes, <laughs> and you know as much credit as we give Jeff Luno for building, uh, you know, beginning this this mm-hmm. run the Astros are on. You lose uh, what two years of first and second round picks and. Oh man, what was it? Twenty and twenty-one, I believe. Mm-hmm. So now the draft is becoming even more important. So Dana Brown's going to have to really—he's been working his tail off. I know for a fact, traveling all over the country, scouting some young amateur talent for this upcoming draft in June. But yeah, it seems like over the years, it's just what whatever's been taken, you know, from this organization to trade for guys like JV, Zach Granke, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're you're losing some talent, and I think some of that talent had been. 
risks on position players other than outfielders. And for whatever reason, the retention on outfielders and the drafting of outfielders, developing of outfielders has just been off the charts for the Houston Astros. I mean, they can say that they have depth for years if they want to, but at the same time, you're, you know, you get an injury uh on in the infield and you're you're not you're, you're scrambling a little bit because you know that the the next man up is already in the big leagues and a David Hensley or a Mauricio Dubon but once you get past that i believe the only other infielder that is on the 40 man and you could correct me if i'm wrong is Joe Perez so i think that's right you know he's a corner guy maybe he could play a little bit of shortstop but yeah there's there's a definitely a, defi- a deficiency at that immediate backup uh, situation in AAA as far as infielders are concerned. But you go down to AA and, and A-ball, and you've got some promising young Latin talent, and then you've got Will uh, mm-hmm. Will Wagner, you know Billy Will Wagner's Wagner, son, yeah. who can play a little bit of third base, second base. Um, and mm-hmm. he's a left-handed bat, so uh, he's kind of appealing, but he's not here. You know, He's not ready yet. He's still right. like a year or two away. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's and I, I want to talk a little bit about some of these minor league guys. I've got it in my notes here um, when we get down the line. But it's to me, it's just fascinating looking at, especially the pitching, how suddenly thin we are uh, mm-hmm. at pitching um, when we were hoping it was going to be a strength. I mean, some of this obviously is maybe it's you know just the gods of baseball getting back at us for only throwing seven pitchers for the entire season last year. I saw a stat you guys put up the other day saying, how many guys last year threw 140 innings or more? Was it four or five? I think four of the five, yeah. God, unreal, It right? is unreal. Unreal. And you know what? You could say the baseball gods are are – getting back at us for a great season last year. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, this is a natural progression of a 162-game schedule. You know, getting eight guys and getting four that are throwing 150-plus innings that that is a that's a Herculean uh, type situation for a season uh, for a starting rotation. So I think we're a little more into the reality of what a major league season is for most other organizations and this injury spree that is going on right now for starting pitching across the league is is it's fascinating and it's and it's scary all at the same time i was gonna say it's a little terrifying you know uh and it's all hard throwers you know it's all hard throwers right um and so you see guys out there talking about hey i need to take it easy maybe i gotta back off a little bit you know um Maybe I got to think about my alternate pitches. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's very strange. It's very strange, and I, I, who knows why? I mean, we all want to say it's the pitch clock, but we don't know. Nobody mm-hmm. really knows. There's all kinds of reasons it could be. Other, interestingly enough, on the flip side, the big league roster starting to get a little crowded. Jazz McCormick <laughs> returned. Michael Brantley will be back this week. Jose Altuve way ahead of schedule. They're saying they're going to send him on a rehab start maybe next week. Mm-hmm. So I know. it's generally a good problem. Dubon's going to go back to his utility role probably in the next few weeks. But that leaves a boatload of guys in the outfield. McCormick, Jake Myers, and Dubon are all going to be in center. You've got Jordan, Brantley, and J- Corey Jolks and left. And then poor, lonely Kyle Tucker sitting all by himself in right field. But <laughs> – it's going to be hard to work all of that stuff out to figure out who's going to get, you know, who's going to get. To, I mean, it's easy with Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez. We know they're going to get plenty of time. But yeah. with these other guys, I don't know what you're going to do with all that. 
Yeah, you're going to have, I mean, the analytic department's going to have to do some uh, creative matchmaking to see who matches up well against some of these starting pitchers or some of these teams and maybe move them in there. And uh, like you said, at the same time, three guys in center field. We know Chaz can go over to left field and relieve Jordan. Mm-hmm. He can go to right field and uh, relieve Kyle Tucker, give him some DH days, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, could be coming with Michael Brantley coming. Uh, Interesting note on Michael Brantley is that he did play a full game, a nine inning game at first base for the space, uh, you know, space Cowboys. Um, That's something kind of intriguing and keeping your eye on. Um, And then uh, uh, Jolks, Jolksy cat. I love that dude. Uh, there's no way he should be off this ball club. And I like I was talking about this on a broadcast. You know, Dubon's off to a great start. Jolks is off to a great start. You're seeing, you know, Hensley had a good swing last night. But with these guys getting the opportunity and earning a spot in the big leagues, even with these superstars coming back, these guys belong on this team. And I think they're going to be weapons. I think if Dusty really wanted to try and have some of these late inning pushes, you put a Jolks in there. You get a Mauricio Dubon to lead off an eighth or ninth inning, get on there and wreak havoc running around. Or you put Jolks in there mm-hmm. with two outs and guys in scoring position. These guys have been putting together some great at bats, and it makes the bench that much stronger when you get these guys back. And uh, it'll be really interesting how you manipulate it because you still got to get those guys ABs uh, and keep them fresh but it's going to be really tough because that lineup's going to get deep in a hurry yeah and and it's a great thing because uh yeah. the astros offense has been bad lately it has i mean been. there's no sugar there's no sugar coating it i mean i pulled the stats from the last seven games god bless stat head baseball mm-hmm. and uh they they're two and five in that span three and seven in the last ten Mm. They're only and and if you look at their as a team, their their slash line is 204, 250, 326 in those 10 games. Slugging 326. Seven, that slug number is terrible. Unbelievable. And look at this. 76 strikeouts and 17 walks. Oof. I mean, there there were times probably where that was almost the the reverse in yeah. some years. So, but if you look, here's the weird part. So who do you think has the has the best slash line in the last seven games, Blummer? Uh, Jeremy Pena. That would be incorrect. It's actually Jordan Alvarez. Who well, is I wanted. I mean, right it's now. either Jordan Alvarez or Kyle Tucker. But I wanted to give Jeremy right. some love. He's been swinging it all right. Here's the weirdest part about this. Yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's up there. Mm-hmm. Jordan's hitting three twenty right with yep. a nine fifty three OPS. So he's killing it. Here's the weird part about it, though. The second best guy over the last seven games has been Martin Maldonado. How about That's that? That's really. That's odd to me, but then mm-hmm. it's but it's a huge drop because Maldonado is hitting 250, and there are like four five guys hitting below 200 over the last seven games. With the worst of them being, let's see, Alex Bregman, 148 mm-hmm. with a 333 slugging over the last seven games. It's just to see all of these guys hitting that badly right now. Look, Kyle Tucker. As great as he's been all season, the last few games, he's only hitting 208 in the last seven mm-hmm. games, right? But you look at these numbers, a lot of these guys, and never mind Jose Abreu, who we know is, continues to struggle some, although had a couple doubles the last few nights. I just wonder how long you can have a whole lineup struggle. Like, it's wild. 
Yeah, and they struggle against starting pitching too, which means that they're struggling well into the sixth and seventh inning before they erupt on some of these bullpens for comeback wins. But uh, it's only going to get better. I think once you get the Brantleys, you get the Altuves back in that lineup, you know, you're going to have rotating Chaz and Jake. Uh, Jake was swinging the bat really well in the last couple of weeks too. I thought he did a fantastic job in the last 20 games and made some great great adjustments to his swing. Uh, I think your two biggest concerns are probably Alex Bregman and Jose Abreu because you don't want them hovering around that 200-250 line and you want them to be able to do damage when they do get those hits and we just haven't seen that damage out of Jose Abreu unfortunately. Uh, Like you said, the doubles are there kind of, but not really that drive session where we're expecting him to hit you know two and three run home runs and protect Jordan Alvarez. And then uh, Alex Bregman last night, uh, made a little bit of an adjustment to his hand positioning before he starts that swing and came out with two knocks and a couple of really hard-hit baseballs that he just missed. So hopefully things are trending in the right direction. But again, once you get the confidence of knowing that lineup is going to be intact and deep, and it's going to put a lot more stress on those starting pitchers, and maybe that's when they start to get to some of these guys that second, third time through the order. Yeah, well, I didn't notice last night when I was watching the game, where where was Abreu hitting? Was he still six? No, he's fourth. Or is he Abreu is hitting fourth? Yeah, behind no, because Alvarez was Alvarez is hitting third, I guess. So yeah, he's hitting no, fourth. it was Dubon Bregman. Gotta, You're gonna make me yeah. look at my scorecard. I just got to wonder. Myself. Why, I just got to think about like, yeah, I'm just kind of yeah, wondering. Abreu's hitting fourth it, in between uh, Tucker and so Alvarez. Well. I know they. I know Dusty loves splitting the lefties with a righty. Shouldn't Pena at some point here get some look at in the fourth spot? I mean, I hate to say it. Well, it's going to take, you know, we know that Dusty respects his players greatly and wants to give them every mm-hmm. opportunity to get back to who they are and succeed. Yeah. And if you true. have the normal Jose Abreu hitting four, that's a, that's a, that would be a good spot because you'd be able to spray the ball around, drive it out of the park, pick up some big runs, but him not being him not being that home run threat just yet is is going to expose itself when Jordan gets pitched around. That's that's when you start to have to worry about should I reconstruct my lineup or should I move guys around because I need Jordan to get pitches and if that means Kyle Tucker protects him and gets him some pitches or if it means uh, Jeremy Pena moves into that spot and you get him some yeah. pitches you're going to have to find a way but I think that's what's going to be interesting is when Brantley comes back you know it's going to go you know it possibly in my mind could go Dubon Brantley Bregman Jordan Tucker. And then you could do Jeremy, Jose Abreu, and almost you know move Jose or Jeremy down to that six seven spot and move them around a little bit, and then you've got all kinds of depth. Because I'm not, I'm not convinced that hitting Tucker and Alvarez back to back it really means anything because their splits are so heavy uh, on mashing left handed pitching. And yes, you know what, a hundred percent. And my idea behind that too is is if if those guys are hitting back to back and we're facing a team that has that primary lefty coming out of the bullpen. What if I force him into the game in the sixth inning? That means I, they won't have him in the eighth or ninth inning when I have these guys come back again. Or you have your not-so-good lefty in there in the fifth or sixth inning facing those guys, and we go to crush, and we, we take a lead. So I think it, kinda, it would really kind of force the opposing manager to make some decisions maybe they're not accustomed to. I 100% agree with you. I, I think if, you, if your lineup is Bregman, Jordan, Kyle Tucker – 
you can't pitch around those guys. I mean, even with Bregman not hitting the ball particularly well, he still gets on base because he walks a lot. Oh, yeah. He forces you and to throw pitches. It's tough. Right. And so you can't just pitch around Jordan, uh-uh. you know, if you've got Kyle Tucker behind you. So I just, yeah, I'm with you. I know that there is that love of like splitting the left-handed batters up to give you more, you know, but I just, again, again, they're hitting great against lefties. Go ahead and let them hit. It's, got, mm-hmm. it's fine. I would just love to see them put that pressure on the pitchers, frankly. Uh, well, it'd be, it'd you know. be the pressure on the pitcher. And I really do believe that some managers across the league would be like, man, do I have to go to my guy here in the sixth inning because I need to shut this threat down? You know, yeah. and, and, or well, you or you have them hitting second and third that inning and you bring in your okay lefty, Breggy takes right. the walk, and then all of a sudden you go mash, mash, and you're like, holy cow, all of a sudden we're down two runs. Yeah, go ahead and bring in Robbie Reagan. See how that works for you. Right, him. yeah. Some, it's it's similar saying. to that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're bringing in a le- that I still think that I'm still not convinced that whole lefty on lefty thing is even really legitimate anymore. Players are figuring that stuff out. They know how to hit against these guys. I'm sure with certain guys, it's great. You know, it's a, yeah. the appropriate no, analytic dude, thing. We're but. spoiled, man. I mean, what Tucker and Alvarez do to left-handed pitching just completely throws all the analytics on its head. <laughs> it really does. So good. In, interesting to note that Yiner Diaz has been playing. He's now going to catch for two Astros as opposed to uh, just mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, Maldonado's been good the last few games, but he still hasn't been great. And then on top of that, you've got Corey Lee, who is just destroying at AAA right now. Yeah. I mean, he and Justin Dearden may as well just like, I mean, they're just destroying the, the AAA right now. You got to start wondering how long before the Astros even think about making that switch and saying, listen, we're going to trust our young guys uh, and make that decision. Because, look, Yiner Diaz has shown that he's capable behind the plate and he certainly can hit. Um, so I don't know. Blum, what what do we do about that? Because, look, everybody loves Maldi and Machete. He, like he's great mm-hmm. with the pitchers. He's still an excellent defensive catcher. But the decision time is coming. Whether it's this year, it'll probably be next year because obviously his contract will be will run out. But I just I, I wonder if it's going to happen this year. Well, the only reason it would happen this year is if you do have Yiner start to swing the bat and uh, he starts playing a little bit better. He could really force the issue if he starts to hit that baseball. We've seen flashes of what Yiner can do because there's power in that bat and he has some opposite field power for some doubles. Uh, if, you know, if he could put together a more controlled at bat and not chase some of these pitches out of the zone, I think he would get a little more attention because you know yeah. Maldi's the vet. He can see some pitches. He's going to put some good swings on it. Unfortunately, just doesn't have the batting average to go with it. And I don't think the expectation is that Maldi's going to go out there and hit 250. You'd love for him to hit 210 to 220 because I think that would you know offer a little more opportunity to drive in some of these runs in front of him. But one of the knocks against Yiner was what is he going to be able to do defensively? Now his you know his catcher's ERA took a beating the other day, uh, you know late in the game, but at the same time his catch and throw has. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm, I'm astonished at how good he is. But I think it's a credit to how hard he's worked because technically he is so fundamentally sound coming out from behind home plate. And the dude has a cannon. I mean, he's throwing the ball down there 86, 87 miles an hour, and that's elite I mean, and arm accu- velocity. And accurate. Dude, it and is darts. Accurate. That's the, the other thing. The guys at second base are just letting the ball travel, catching and dropping it on guys. And there's no doubt throwing out guys across the league. He is a beautiful arm back there. So you can almost say 
you know, it's very similar to a Martin Maldonado as far as that part defensively. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the game calling and better at bats <clears throat> might force the issue for Yiner. Those are two things I think he needs to work on a little bit. What is what do they call that when the the time that it takes for them to stand up and throw uh, pop it's time? Like, yeah, pop time. I saw you guys talking about that. He had a one one point eight one second pop time. <laughs> I saw that's you ludicrous. guys discussing that. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Was well, in yeah. spaceballs ludicrous speed. Ludicrous speed. Yeah, he's throwing. <laughs> ludic- he's <laughs> popping out of there in ludicrous speed. He's, he's gone going flat. full ludicrous speed. That's exactly right. All right. Speaking of uh, bad endings of games, Rafael Montero has been struggling lately. Yeah. Another two runs last night. Um, his ER for the season is like six in the last two outings. <clears throat> yeah, I think. His, yeah. The last two outings, his his ERA was like twenty three or something. His <sighs> yeah. WHIP is for the season is one point seven. That's just not going to get it done, man. And the Astros, of course, they paid him a bunch of money in the off season. Maybe too much. Um, then you three get a three years. year deal. Three years. Mm. Um, I mean, what like what is happening with him? Do we are you, is there anything that you're seeing? That like we, just that location. Yeah, no. I noticed last night. <laughs> so ridiculous, like throwing like a meatball that's not even, not really going that fast. No movement. Is that yeah, what's it, really going on? It's crazy because you know you think <laughs> uh, he's losing command, and all of a sudden you're going, "Oh, he's walking the world." But it's not necessarily true because you can be wild inside the zone too, and leave mm-hmm. pitches out over out over the plate. I'm not sure if his pitches are flattening out. You know, it still looks like he's got good arm side run. Uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of gotten away from his change up a little bit, which I think is a, a very good pitch for him. But uh, there's not much discrepancy in velocity between the fastball and the changeup. It's usually between like 95, and then the changeup is like 91. So there's only about four miles an hour. I'm not sure if that's kind of affecting his effectiveness, uh, if, if that makes any kind of sense. But <laughs> yeah, does. he's leaving. There's been pitches out over the plate, and he's falling behind in some of these counts. And it seems like every time he walks a guy, that guy comes around to haunt him and score. And yeah. that's kind of been the issue. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just been weird. Like last night, I will tell you, I was, I was, it was about, I guess about eleven, and I had already, you know, I went to bed early last night um, because I was exhausted from the night before, and uh, I woke up to let my dogs out. Well, I didn't wake up. I got up out of bed at eleven to let my dogs out. I was still mildly awake um, uh, for the last time. I walk, I walk out, and I'm like, well, my dog's outside for a minute. Let me flip on the Astros. There's Rafael mm. Montero inning. And then I realized I should never, ever turn the television <laughs> on after I was like, <laughs> I'm like, that seemed like a really bad idea. And it clearly was. Um, you know, Hunter Brown also did not look quite himself last night um, until that one inning where he was dotting corners with 99 miles an hour. He got like, pissed, was, man. Ooh, he, you know, he doesn't really have a, a lot of facial expression. He's not quite Phil Maton level of, you know, uh, calmness, but yeah, you could see it. Like he was seething. Well, he was trying to control his emotions, but I think, you know, once he, uh, he gave up that home run. So the first home run in his career that he's given up, uh, he gave up to another guy named Hunter, which is just bizarre in the baseball world, but makes total sense. Right. Um, but he, you know, he, 
he wasn't making the pitches that he wanted with his off speed. So he said, screw it. I'm going to come at you with my fastball. But he was dotting 98 to 99 on the outside corner. And uh, I think it was Gio Urshela that just got absolutely abused uh, with a couple of fastballs. But it was interesting, too, because he wasn't getting swing and miss last night. And... Yeah. You know, that's going to be a little bit of a concern for the Astros just because his stuff is good enough to go out there and get swing and miss. So I'm sure they're going to tinker a little bit and maybe find some hand yeah. position, maybe off a little bit because he only had three strikeouts in that game. But oddly enough, they were all looking. So he did a good job of setting guys up. He just didn't get to those two strike counts and other at bats to be able to have the put away breaking ball or the put away slider. They put some good swings on him. The Angels can hit a little bit, man. Oh. They have a good lineup. They definitely yeah. have a strong lineup. It's solid. And, you know, those they are weird. Baseball is so weird like that. Home run, Hunter hits a home run off a of Hunter. Mm-hmm. Last week, the only guy that could hit JP France was Ty France, apparently. Yeah. Bizarre world, He had world, two man. hits and nobody else had any hits on him. Um, and then, of course, last year, Phil Maton broke his hand after his brother, another Maton. Yeah. Every, guys need to relax out there. It's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, Hunter Brown, when he was done, I was like, come on now. That I know that you can't play angry, right? I know that it's not a like the pitch whole angry. time. Jeez. Wow. If that's how he pitches angry, I say somebody go out there and stomp on his toe beforehand or something. Yeah, tell exactly. Him, you know, call him ugly. Tell him, you Put know, some icy hot in his jock and go get him, kid. <laughs> Make it your mama joke. Anything. <laughs> anything. Get him mm-hmm. pissed because, yeah. my goodness. Um, <clears throat> and the Angels, like you just said, their lineup is pretty stacked. Uh, tonight, they, they get – and they, tonight they get Shohei Otani um, against Fromber. Um, what like what are the Astros going to have to do here in the next couple of games to kind of try and turn this around? Particularly because right now they're playing in division, and you can't have a bunch of like in division losses. No, the in division losses they're crushing because it separates you, especially when you're playing the Angels, who are in second place in the American League West. Uh, you know, a couple of games behind the Texas Rangers, and you're you're starting to create separation inside your division, and that's what hurts because it's not just a half game loss; it's a full game loss that you fall down. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see the Seattle Mariners struggling, the Astros are struggling, yeah. to the elite that everybody anticipated running away with the American <clears throat> League West. So credit the Angels and Rangers for taking advantage of these situations. Situations, but for the Astros, you've just got to be able to, you know, tread water. Uh, I don't yeah. like the fact that they're sub 500 right now. They're now 17 and 18 as we speak, and uh, they worked hard to get back to that 500 level, and then they got past it. And I was kind of like, okay, we, you know, you can survive this and get all your boys back, and then go on a run and really start to separate yourself. But if you're trying to separate yourself from a sub 500 position, I think that makes it really tough. Um, facing yeah. Shohei Otani, you just got to find a pitch up out of the plate. He's given up, I think nine earned runs in the last uh, couple of outings that he's had. But that line mm. he has against uh, St. Louis in that last outing, giving up four earned runs, he struck out 13. So you've got to be able to have uh, the humility to know that you're going to strike out, but when you get your opportunities, don't miss them. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this lineup is constructed. Uh, you know, I would imagine Jake Myers might get back in there and have to face Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? J- Jolks might be out there in left field to put t- put together some at bats against Shohei Otani, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight today. Fromber's just got to go out there and throw ground balls and get defense behind him to hopefully yeah. suppress this offense. But I think keep, keeping the ball down will be good against this Angels lineup. 
I totally agree. Uh, you know, you mentioned it. We we talked about this earlier before the season started. How the Astros might lag behind for a while. You know, yeah. they might struggle a bit out of the gate. We told people not to be too surprised. Do they ever listen to us, Blum? No, they don't. They should because and they should rate us too. Five stars. They should absolutely five <laughs> stars. Five stars for that prediction alone. Um, yeah. and it's early. You know, it's not super early, but it's early ish. So uh, that's one thing. But look, around the league, we're not alone in this. No. When you look at it, I just put I put a few of these together. A lot of teams with high expectations not doing so well. The Yankees in last place, sad face. Yeah. <laughs> at 19. Wipe, but look at them. 19, 19 and 17. That division is brutal with the, with the Rays. Yeah, I the mean, American League East is tough, and man. the Orioles. The Orioles. Where the hell did they come from? Yeah. Um, you look, the Guardians are 16 and 19, the Mariners 17 and 18, uh, the Phillies 16 and 19, the Mets 17 and 18, Padres 18 and 17. A lot of teams hovering around 500. And then the Cardinals, Ooh. Lord, 12 and 24. They just moved Wilson Contreras out of the catcher spot to DH. And Speaking they're, of they're issues, that's a, that's a tough sign right there. Five years? Unbelievable. And they're like Month saying the, the quiet part loud. Man. <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of out there like, they're kind of out there like the GM is like, well, you know, you got to produce. And I'm like, wow. You don't usually, and they out, outwardly talking about how you tried to sign Sean Murphy in hindsight is 2020. I'm like, whoa. I mean, things are Bro. not happy in St. Louis right now. That's for sure. So do we have any idea? I mean, is this just an, you know, an anomaly uh, that, that, you know, we're just having a weird season because we've got injuries. We've got, you know, all these teams that are, that are not doing what's well. cats and dogs well, living together, mass hysteria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what it feels like. But when does the anomaly be, become not an anomaly? You know, because right. like you said, we're almost to mid-May and that's where you start to get to that, you know, that 100 uh, to 150 at bat plateau. You've got maybe eight or nine starts in for a starter. You start, you're, you're starting to, are the, is this who these guys are? That's the question right. I think you kind of get to. <laughs> but in the Astros case, you know, some injuries, the Yankees have some injuries. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when you have some new people in new clubhouses, sometimes that takes a little while to unfold and correct itself. So I don't know if that's what's going on. But I mean, right now, I want to say it's an anomaly because those are some very good teams that are struggling. And maybe maybe baseball is just all of a sudden everybody's gotten very good at the same time. I'm not sure. You know, well, the, look at the Pirates. <laughs> look at the Pirates. I mean, they, they have come they've come back down to earth a little. They lost seven in a row. But still, my goodness. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're getting some teams that are excelling early, and I'm not sure what you know what that is. If it's motivation, if it's coaching, if it's timing or uh, schedule, who you're playing. Um, but this is going to be a. This is what's interesting too is that this balanced schedule where the Astros aren't going to be able to play the, you know, the A's 19 times. They're not going to be able to play the Texas Rangers 19 times. Teams that they've historically had very good numbers against to battle back into the division and really create the separation. So maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean. At least we can count on the Royals to suck Damn. Um, because they continue to be bad. And look, the Dodgers are good. And I don't even want to talk about them because I don't even like it. It's just – it's gross. Yeah, but they're just kind of treading water too. I mean, aren't they? They, they haven't yeah. really done anything overly exciting. No, but they're leading their division again, which is just – it just kind of makes me ill to think about yeah. it. 
I will say before we go, Astros promoted three of their top prospects this week, which was interesting. Yeah. All of them outfielders. Shock. Shocking. Um, outfielder Jacob Melton and Ryan Clifford went up to high A Asheville. Um, both of them were just destroying at low yeah. A Fayetteville. Is that right? No. Yeah, Fayetteville. Asheville is a high, high yeah, A team. That's right. Um, and then, of course, though, Drew Gilbert. Uh, up to double A already. I mean, missed most of last season with that shoulder injury, literally trying to run through a wall to catch a ball. Um, And he has just been destroying at high A. Look, if, if he, he's clearly, I think that one's interesting. That move is interesting. Really? It really is because we're barely into the season. And that Mm -hmm. means that if he plays really well at double A, he could get a crack at triple A by the end of the year, which then you got to wonder. Right. But, then you, you know, wonder. think about July. I mean, if there's movement and there's some trades going on, who knows? And then you got to wonder: Does that mean he's fighting for a forty-man roster spot in spring training? I mean, that's. I mean, he's. He. I mean, the kid is wild, dude. He's. I watched some some re- the highlights from him. He is fun. He yeah. is. He is super he, he's, fun. He's. He's. He's another level of excitement. Yeah, he's interesting. I can't yeah. wait to see how he progresses. Yeah, he's got he's a character, you know. He's a little he's got, edge he's to got, him. Yeah, he's got a little edge, a little bit of a bat flipper, you know. He's he's got a little bit of that, a little of that swagger, kind of like who's the guy that just got called up from, was it the Angels or the Padres? Somebody that called up that kid that was like, "I'm coming and I'm going to be great" or whatever. <laughs> I just didn't recently, see that. Like, <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, dude, relax, kid." Yeah, it's this like is a tough level, coming. man. Yeah, I know. It's it's a humbling. Baseball is humbling, right? I mean, mm. is it, which is more uh, – let me ask you this. Which is more humbling to you, baseball or golf? Because you play them both. Oh, dude. You love them both. Which do you think humbles you more? Well, oh, man, dude, I, I want to say baseball, but I know that just staring at that stupid white ball on the ground not moving <laughs> – and I can't square it up, pisses me off. So, you know, it, it, and I can, you, you're going to go out there and stripe it. But when you, I feel like the misses are worse in golf. Like mm. you can stripe it for a couple of holes. And then all of a sudden it's like the shankopotamus shows up, you know, you thin one and you're like, what the heck just happened? So both are very humbling. But I think, you know, baseball's just tough because the second you think you've got it figured out, you're going to face a guy like Shohei Otani and all of a sudden you're going, okay. I need to I need to keep working hard because competing at this level consistently is what's hard. Um, both very humbling though. Both have humbled me greatly over the years. Well, that's that keeps you in line, right? That's all. That's well, it keeps deal. you trying. Yeah, it keeps yeah, you working. Well, that's it. Gives you effort. I, I will say that you know with with uh, with golf, it, you're competing. It's all again competing against yourself. You yeah. don't have anybody out there throwing a ball at you. So I would imagine it could be pretty frustrating. You know, like because you've got nobody to blame. At least in baseball, you're like, man, that guy was just really good. Yeah, that guy owned me that today. Yeah, instead of saying, oh, yeah, I I killed myself today. (laughs) Instead of being out there going, you're gonna die, clown. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, man, have you ever? Do you? Let me ask you this, and we're gonna we're gonna go. But do you play putt putt on? Have you ever played it? And like, no. I mean, I did with the girls. When my daughters yeah. are young, but I don't know if you've been out. There's a pop stroke out in uh, Katy, and oh, it's is there? it's like it's like legitimate like golf holes. Look, it's just a shrunken down golf course that oh, you really? put on, and it's gorgeous. It's so much fun, oh, and it's so cool. it's kind of the mini putt putt with uh, legit golf kind of mixed together. It's awesome. 
Nice. That sounds yeah. fun to do that. That's super cool. I played a lot of mini golf in my in my very very young, youthful days and enjoyed yeah. it quite a lot. It's it's super fun. Although I never beat up a clown over it. I'll no, that for happy there's a lot of clowns I want to beat up, but that's, you know, not on the golf course. <laughs> that's not one of them. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us today. Blummer, any thoughts? I mean, you're still, you're in the middle of a long road trip. Yes. Hey, how ready are you to get back home? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when we're recording again, but, uh, when's our next, next recording week? Okay. Next so week. happy mother's day. Yes. It's coming up. Yes. So this weekend we'll be in Chicago. My wife is actually going to fly up, which I am grateful for. So Aww. I'll spoil her with some good dinners and uh, some good times in Chi uh, Town. But to all the moms out there, trucking us all over the place and taking us to practices, making sure we get yeah. well fed, you are you are the best. We are nothing without our moms. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yes, a hundred percent. My mom is absolutely fantastic. Um, she was the loudest one at all of my basketball games when I was a yes. kid, like without question, without question, like, and it's not even an exaggeration. I mean, any, any of the parents back then will tell you that she was, uh, extreme led. She's a huge sports Love fan. It. She's a fantastic woman. So yes, there'll be a lot of good, uh, mother's day celebrations this weekend. Good call yes. on that one plumber. Nice. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Uh, when mm-hmm. we come back with another fresh pod brought to you by bet online, um, again, huge thanks to everybody who's listening, especially all the moms. Yes. To all of we you, love mom, you moms out there. Absolutely. Um, you guys are always great. Liking, subscribing, keep it up. Subscribe to that YouTube channel, man, and get us hit us up with some more five stars. We really appreciate it. Send us your questions. Keep your comments coming. We love it. You guys have a great week and uh, obviously a lovely and happy Mother's Day. And as always, mm-hmm. go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.